Welcome to the Loon Society, where I'm your host, Alex. Join me as we delve into the intricacies of the young professional journey, sharing stories, tips, and resources to navigate all things good, the bad, and the loony in this chapter of our lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Loon Society, where we talk about all things good, bad, and the loony. I am here today to close season one, and it's like bittersweet. Like, I'm so excited. This will be my 13th episode of season one, closing December, closing my semester. It just feels so surreal. I had this idea years ago to start this podcast, and it finally came to life this year. Thank you to my friends and Luke, who really encouraged me to do that this year. But as I was sitting down to write kind of the last episode of what I wanted to do, I was like, what would really impact everyone who's listening and how can I get my listeners involved? So essentially what I wanted to do today was just talk about all the lessons I have learned, but also my listeners, like what they have learned throughout 2023. But before I wrap up with season one, I just want to say I have fallen into the TikTok world. I've created a TikTok for the Loon Society, so I will be posting content from my episodes or a day in the life, you know, hopping on that train. We'll see how it goes, but I just want this podcast to reach more people and get engagement, and ultimately, I just want to help. So if I can reach out to others and more people can see what I'm doing, what I'm promoting, the episodes, whatever that may be. It's just impacting someone and I hope it helps. So that's the goal. Please, I will link in the bio below, but like go check it out. Might be embarrassing a couple times. So give me some time to ease into the TikTok world. I haven't done it since COVID. So my skills are probably a little rusty, but that's okay. But besides the point, let's wrap up the Loon Society season one. That's crazy. I can't even believe I'm saying that. I've stayed consistent, which to be honest, I had some self-doubt. I was like, Alex, this is a lot to take on. You're in law school. You have a job. You have an externship. You're a teacher's assistant. Like You just took on too much for the semester. And all my friends were like, Alex, I don't get how you're doing this. You're doing a podcast and you're in law school, You know, X, Y, and Z. And I was just determined to do this. I wanted to do this for so long and I read the best way to do it is be consistent, and I think I've done pretty well. Besides the last two weeks, please forgive me, my loyal listeners. I had exams, and I really needed to focus on those and then take the exam. So the two-week break was because I had one week off just to study, and then the second week was to actually take my exams. Now, if Luke um, was on the podcast today, he would definitely tell you that I had a horrendous like sob story. I came home. Let's do a funny story. So I came home after my first final and like every law student, usually you get used to exam taking. This was my first actual like open book, open note exam. I think they're 10 times harder. I don't care what anyone says. Open book exams are harder. It makes me not feel like I have to memorize everything, which makes it worse because then I go look at my notes And ultimately, I'm a hot mess on open book exams. That's okay. But it was not okay last week. Took my exam. I thought I knew everything. Joke's on me. I did not. And I thought I had my notes very well prepared. And if anyone knows me, I am like the most organized 
person, like down to color coding. I know exactly where everything is. I have a table of contents in every document that I create. Essentially, that barely got me through. And I decided to wear makeup because my I feel like my eyes are more open when I wear mascara and it's easier to read. That's like girl math in like one sentence. But I went to this exam. I left, cried the whole way home. Luke was at my apartment and I didn't talk to him, didn't even tell him I was done with my exam. I showed up and he locked the chain on my door and I went to open it and I couldn't open it. So he comes over, opens the door. I look like I walked out of a horror movie, just black mascara all down my face and neck, just gone, nothing on my eyes, just all on my face. And he goes, oh fuck, like it didn't go well. And I was like, no shit, like I'm not crying happy tears, that's for sure. So to wrap up law school in a week, I cried for like four days after that exam, just about that exam. And I still had two after that. So it was a rough week. So I apologize for not having a podcast out, but here I'm back to end the season and to wrap up with everything we've learned in 2023. So I created a 23 lessons from 2023. Some of these are ones that I have either gone through or created. And then I had a lot of engagement. I had over like 14 different lessons that my listeners, my viewers on Instagram actually gave me as well. So huge shout out to everyone who gave me some of their own lessons. And I'm going to be so happy to be sharing those today as well. So should we get into it or what? Hell yeah. 23 lessons from 2023. Let's get it. So first of all, why are we talking about this? I think reflection and looking back, as I've said before, what have you done this year? What are you proud of? What are some things that you're not proud of and you want to change? What are some things that you were like, oh shit. All right. That was harsh, but let's learn from it. Let's not repeat the same things and go through the same motions. Long story short, let's not go into another year doing the same shit, okay? Let's get it together. Let's rewind, recoup, reevaluate, and move forward into 2024 with better habits, you know, better goals. I'm not a huge goal person. Habits are more consistent, but if you like goals, that's great. Ultimately, I want to help everyone go into 2024 and end 2023 on their best note instead of waiting until January 1st to be the new you. Let's be real. That shit don't last. So this is the whole reason I wanted to close the season. I want to take a moment and reflect. And I just wanted to bring on the show 23 lessons from this year. It sounds crazy. That sounds like a lot, but there's 365 days in one year. Imagine how much you learn. Essentially, you could have learned 365 lessons. So I'm keeping it short, simple and sweet, 23 for 2023. And as we say goodbye to this year, it is just so crucial that I think to pause, breathe, unpack what we've learned through all these experiences and how they have shaped us. That is so important. Like I think that is so key in becoming a better person and a better version of yourself especially going into 2024, because if you think you're just going to learn something off the cuff, it does take reflection and time just to implement something new into your life. So let's dive in. What are these lessons? You're like, Alex, 23. How did you learn that much? Well, it's helpful with my friends and all the listeners who included their own, but I will say at least 10 of these on my own are things that I have truly learned and I will share them and the experiences along with them. Lesson one. Appreciate the journey, not just the destination. 
because that is when you truly learn about yourself. Not only do you learn, but you should be thankful for all the lessons that you do experience through those journeys. What do I mean by that? Essentially, think about this. Let's say you're driving your car. That's where I reflect a lot of the time and when I have time alone to really process what's going on. And you always are thinking, I can't wait till I get here. I can't wait till I lose X amount of weight. I can't wait until I get this job, this promotion. I can't wait until I'm in this semester of school or I can't wait till this is over. Spoiler alert, that doesn't matter. The more that you say, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait until X, Y, or Z happens, you are never going to be happy. You're never going to be happy with yourself or what's going on in your life. The journeys where you truly learn everything about yourself and how you approach different situations, how you react to them. Essentially, when you say you can't wait for something to be over, you're expecting that destination to make you happy. It honestly won't. Usually those are external things that you're waiting for, and it takes internal thought and process and work to actually make yourself happy, which is what you usually learn in the journey. That's the most important part. I wanted to start that off because 2023 has been a journey for me. I've been up and I've been down and I've somewhat been in the middle. And I want to say the hardest part of my year was the last 14 weeks during this semester. And I don't say that lightly because anyone who knows me, I pack my schedule very, very busy. And I ended my first year of law school. So I got through it. We're still here. We haven't dropped out. And I got a summer associate position. And all this time, I was just telling myself, when I get this, when I get the job, when I get the salary that I want, I would be happy. And honestly, it wasn't that. It was all about what am I learning about myself? How am I becoming a better person? What am I learning that I actually enjoy and that I actually want to pursue in my career? It happened to be I thought I wanted to do litigation. Absolutely not. As far as right now, I want to do like business and mergers and acquisitions and corporate work. And that's a whole 180 from what I originally wanted to do. I wanted to do all litigation. I wanted to go to court. I wanted to argue. And essentially, that's just not where my passions actually led during my summer summer associate position. And then I went into the semester. I got an externship at the Michigan Supreme Court. I can finally say that. And I'm so thankful. And I thought once I got that, I would feel so proud of myself and I would feel fulfilled. And honestly, I wasn't. I got it. And I was like, oh, that's it. Like, I got the position. Now, it's obviously a lot bigger and a a huge deal and a huge accomplishment to get that. And I'm so grateful. But I didn't learn anything from just getting it. I learned from going through the experience and learning about myself and who I am as a writer and who I am as a future attorney, how I can handle things, how I can handle like criticism in a good way because they want to help you. There's just so many things I've learned during these journeys instead of each destination. And I think it's just so important, especially because I hear everyone saying, when I graduate, I'll be happy. When I lose 20 pounds, I'll be happy. When I look a certain way, I'll be happy. Essentially, no. All those external things won't make you happy. You have to start what's on the inside. I think that's a good start, especially because the journey is like This whole podcast has been a journey. It's been up and down, and I didn't even know if I wanted to start it or continue on to season two, but the more feedback that I get and when people come up to me at school, they're like, oh my gosh, I love the episode. When are you coming out with a new one or what's your next topic? It's just a little motivation to help me keep going. So I just thank you for all the listeners. It means the world to me, and this has been a journey on its own, and I'm so glad I started it. 
but obviously it takes work and I learn as I go through the journey. So it was a tough year. 2023 was so tough. I was put to the challenge on so many different levels. And at the end of the day, I have learned through the journey, it's not about how talented you are. It's how much work you put in. Let me repeat that. It is not about how talented you are, who you know, all these connections. It is about all the work you put in to prove yourself. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if your mom got you a job or if you know someone or your long distance cousin. It is your performance and everything you do that will prove to who your manager or your teachers exactly who you are. Lesson number two. Every situation has a positive impact. You just have to find it, even when life smacks you around a little bit and it gets challenging. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you. This semester, I feel like I got bitch slapped, like every day. Like I would wake up and something else would happen and I would just sit there and say, all right, another day. We can do this. I'm crawling to the finish line, literally crawling. But when I took a step back and realized, what has this semester taught me? One, never put too much on your plate. It's okay to say no and to protect your own boundaries and what you can actually handle. At the end of the day, we're all human. We're not robots. We can't do a hundred things a minute. So prioritize what's actually important to you. On the other end of that spectrum, I did pack my plate so full, but it learned, helped me learn time management, how to respect myself how to be like at the end of the day, okay, I've done as much as I can, but I need sleep. I need food, water, like all the necessities to just live. And those do come above all other things. If those things are not in line or you're not prioritizing them, nothing else in your life will flow. And what I've learned is once I have put those into perspective, you know, working out, eating healthy, everything that I do does impact my work life, my school life, my well-being, everything in general. Even though it was so hard, I have learned that I got to make great connections this year. I got to work at the Michigan Supreme Court. I got to work for an amazing law firm that I'm going back to for the summer, and I can't wait to be back there. It's just such a good, healthy environment. And also, I got to meet so many people along the way. The journey, again, is tough, but also with every challenge, there is something positive to look at. Even if there's a breakup in your life or you lose your job. That's opening a door to someone or something else. I think that's so important because it is important to feel exactly how you're feeling in the moment. Of course, it's heartbreaking. Of course, it's like, what am I going to do? What's my next steps? But at the end of the day, those people in those places are closing a door so you are able to open another one. And I think that is just so important to realize because a lot of people think that's the end. That's a dead end. I've wasted all this time. You know, X, Y, and Z, you can say so many things, but it's there's something positive there. And maybe it's you outgrew the place and it's time to move on. It's time to take the next step or you outgrew that person. It's time to move on and you deserve so much better than that. Lesson three, cherish each person and relationship, whether you build or let go, because each one of those people have taught you something new. Those are important lessons. Taking advantage of the relationships that you build or let go, people either have a forever in your life or a chapter, and both are equally important. I say that because I have gone through a lot of friendships, 
and I've built a lot of new friendships. And it's not because I ended friendships on bad notes. It's because we were there for a time and we both needed each other. And then we knew it was time to move on. And we're still good friends, but it's not like the same type of friendship where you call each other when you need something or you talk every day or you send those memes back and forth. Everyone has a purpose in your life. Even if it's a toxic ex, they taught you boundaries and how to love yourself and know that you deserve better. Or if it's a boss that you might not get along with, maybe you know that's not the right work environment for you and you need to move to a different place or have a conversation. I think a lot of people nowadays don't know how to have a conversation to make things better or confront people when things are going wrong. I think that's why a lot of friendships or relationships don't work out is because we have screens in front of us all the time and people don't know how to communicate anymore. And what can you expect? I mean, we're a generation where technology is at our fingertips all the time and it's so easy to get distracted and people don't want to deal with their feelings. I mean, we're all in this mental health culture, but no one wants to actually talk about what's wrong. So I think it is important. Let those people go who no longer are filling up your cup or aren't pushing you to be a better person. You only have one life. And if you aren't fulfilling it by being a better person or helping someone or doing what you truly love to do, then you're wasting your time. You don't owe anything to anyone. And if they want to be in your life, they'll be in your life, whether you want them or not, they'll force your way in there. I'm the type of person who is like, I want to be friends with you. We're going to be friends. We're going to make it work. I don't care if you don't even like me, you will by the end. So being persistent, however you may be, but it's okay to let people go. I've had a hard time being able to just let people go, open the door for them even. Just be like, okay, walk out. I don't need you in my life. It's good to be at a point where you don't need people, but you want people, you know, having the same aspirations and goals and opening you up to different perspectives and just living a life with people. But it's never okay to force someone to be there with you. And that's where self-respect comes in, self-love, knowing that you deserve better and telling yourself it's okay if they walk out. That means you're opening a door for someone else to come in. You can't spread yourself so thin where you have so many people in your life where you're kind of giving some people minimal attention. It's all about feeding into relationships and ensuring that they are long lasting or like I said, just for the chapter that you need them for. But I have tons of friends where I don't talk to every day and I text them or call them. Usually it's a call. All my friends know I am not a good texter at all. But I will call you and I will have a conversation conversation to catch up. And that's all it takes. A phone call. The phone works both ways, but a lot of people know that I'm busy, so they let me reach out to them. I don't always love that, but I do. The friendships that I really want to build and grow and continue to just work on, I will reach out to those people. But I think it's just so important that those who don't fill up your cup, and you know it, like if you're listening to this and you're like, shit. I have some people on the top of my head right now that whenever I leave, I don't feel fulfilled. I feel drained. I don't want to hang out with them for a while. Those are people that it's okay to let go. It's time to move on. Open the door for them. Say there are other friends that are better suited for you than me. And that takes a lot. That's very humbling, not only for you, but for the other person. Not everyone is going to get along. You don't have to be a people pleaser to have friends. Be your authentic self and the right people will come. It will like automatically attract people. Law of attraction. It works. It's a thing. 
just trust yourself. Lean into who you are and those right people will come. But on the other side of that, those who take you for who you are, push you to be a better person and continue to help you grow, that's the sweet spot. That's the people you want to keep around. No matter if you talk every day or every six months, those people are the ones who you can lean on in the bad, in the good, or the loony and be like, hey, listen to what happened today. Or hey, can I have your advice? I don't know how to go through this. Or just to be like, hi, I miss you. How are you doing? That's a lot. That's a lot of my conversations is hi, I miss you. How are you doing? Catch me up. What's going on? We do a six-month catch-up, and then we just go on about our lives. We're working adults. We're young. We have a lot going on. I don't expect my friends to talk to me all the time, and that's exactly how it should be. Set boundaries. That's like the best part about this. Lesson four. The only pressure is coming from yourself. Those who truly are happy for you are always going to be proud of you, And if you continue to put the pressure on yourself, you're never going to be happy and you're never going to meet the goals that you set. Now, I know you guys are listening. You're like, Alex, I can't even take you seriously. You put so much pressure on yourself. No way. There's no way you learned that. Surprise. I did. I put so much pressure on myself. I like practically made myself sick and I was so unhappy. I was so grumpy. Definitely wasn't the best girlfriend or friend to people this semester. And I know that. I'm going to own up to that. I definitely wasn't the funnest person to talk to. I was not the person to come to for advice. People were very scared to talk to me because they thought they were interrupting or bothering me. And I don't love that. I don't love that it's my fault. Um, but that's okay. I will take that and I will own that. I was not the best friend this semester, but I'm making up for that, you know, talking to my friends saying, hey, I had a really hard semester. This is what was going on. Just catching up and having the communication, having those hard conversations. But the reason I'm saying that is because I put so much pressure on myself where it was actually suffocating and nobody else could see that that was happening. And my friends knew I was off. Luke knew I was not being myself, but I didn't want to admit that. I just wanted to be like, look, I'm in law school. It's supposed to be hard. I'm a law student. Of course, I'm supposed to be stressed. I'm a law student. Of course, I'm going to be overwhelmed and crying and unhappy all the time. I'm in law school. What do you expect? So I had this thought in my head that this was normal. This is how it was supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to feel. And that's not true. Also, law school is so competitive. And You do put pressure on yourself, but you also think people put pressure on you. I was talking to some of my friends this semester, and we were just saying it feels like the weight is on our shoulders to stay at a certain rank in our school, or you just feel like everyone thinks you're smart and everyone thinks you're going to do well, and they're always like, oh, you've done well before, you're going to do it again. That pressure does add up, but it does actually only come from you. You are the one creating the pressure. You are the one creating the standards. You are the one saying you have to reach this goal. That's not coming from anyone else. Anyone else I talk to has honestly said, take the pressure off. You're doing well. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's going to be okay. I have gotten that from so many people, almost everyone I talk to. That is like the number one thing people tell me. And I wish it was easier. Like, I wish it was so much easier said than done just to be like, oh, relax. It's okay. 
I'm learning, but I definitely understand. The pressure came from me and it only came from me. I remember Luke sitting me down and he said, you know, Alex, even if you fail out of law school, I'm still going to love you and I'm still going to be there for you. And that really hit. And same with my parents. They were like, Alex, I don't care what you get on these exams. I'm just proud you keep showing up every day and you're trying. That's all I could ask for. And you're still in law school. It's a lot better than I can say from some of our other grandkids or kids or cousins or people that we know. You're doing a lot better. And I never heard that from my parents. They were always very hard on me and they expected me to get A's and they expected me to do very well all the time. So that was the first time that they opened up to me to say, look, I'm proud of for where you are and it's okay if you aren't at the top or you're not doing your best. Everyone has an off day and you're not going to be an expert in every single class. So take that. Take that. Let me tell you. Take the pressure off yourself. We're not expecting you to be perfect. We're expecting you to try your best and do your best for what you've been given but that's it. We're not putting the pressure on you. It's only you against you. And as long as you're 1% better every single day, that's all we can ask for. And little by little, all those 1% will add up and it will be a big change. So just take that to heart. Take it coming from me who put so much pressure on herself and is so unhappy. I'm finally realizing that it's so important to take down the pressure, take down those walls and just try and be better at least 1% every day. Lesson number five, prioritize your physical and mental health. Well, shit, did I do that? Absolutely not. Why am I saying that's a lesson? Because I learned how bad it was to not prioritize those things. So this semester, actually all year, I have been saying over and over, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time for myself. I have all these things to do. Guess what, honey? Everyone has stuff to do. Everyone is busy. Yes, I said it. Everyone is busy. Everyone has their own things going on. It's not just me and that's okay. And that's a good thing. That means that I can adjust my life and prioritize those things. I was talking to one of my really good friends on the way over to Luke's this weekend, and I was like, you know what? I really need to prioritize my physical health. As many of you have known or have listened to the podcast or have met me, I have some pretty serious medical conditions that I do deal with and manage, and it does take quite a bit of doctor's appointments and just checking in, blood work, you know, the drill, the normal stuff, I guess. And I didn't prioritize my physical health. In all honesty, I put that last. I would say, oh, when I'm done studying or when I'm done taking this test, over and over, I just kept saying, when I'm done, when I'm done, I'll focus. Or when I get this grade, I'll be better. It wasn't true. I never listened to that. And I realized that 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 was hurting me. That was hurting my success in school. That was hurting my mental well-being, my physical well-being. Everything about my life was not being treated well. Um, especially myself. I was just beating myself up and be like, oh, you didn't go to the gym today. You're being a lazy bum. How dare you? You know, be like, you know, someone else, be like someone you know. And it just got really bad. It was a really dark semester. It was very lonely. I had great friends who were always there for me, but it just felt like I was lonely because I didn't take care of myself. And when you let it get out of control, it's so bad like so bad for you. If you're not walking, at least I wasn't even walking. I was just sitting at my desk for 10 hours a day and not prioritizing anything. 
And I realized I just became a very unhealthy person. I was unhappy. I was resentful. I didn't talk the best about myself. And it showed. It showed on how I performed. It showed on how I treated others, how I treated myself, what my daily routine looked like. It just didn't look well. So I have learned that prioritizing your mental and physical health is so important and that actually shows in the rest of your life. It reflects in how you're treating others, how happy you are. You're kind of like glowing when you prioritize that stuff and people can tell. So I realized that next semester I will be putting my mental and physical health first at all costs. I don't care what that takes. If it means I get lower grades in school, that is okay because I don't want to be burnt out leaving school. I'd rather be fulfilled and knowing that, you know what, not only did I try my best, but I worked on myself so I'm physically and mentally healthy to enter the workforce. And I think my employers would honestly respect that because they want me to be well and healthy so I'm able to help our clients. So ultimately, that is like a huge lesson that I learned and are continuing to learn. It's not easy. Uh, I'm reading Atomic Habits right now, and it talks about how we are so easy to fall into bad habits. They weren't habits to begin with. We made them habits, but it's because it's fulfilling a craving. And a lot of cravings I have are probably not healthy, but it's just something that I really want to work on. And I'm going to have you guys keep me in line. Be like, did you take your breaks? Did you eat healthy? Did you meal prep? Did you work out? Keep me in line. I really love when people call me out and be like, yo, you're not practicing what you're preaching. I want to practice what I preach. So I expect you guys to be like, did you do that today? If not, get your ass off the couch and go do it. (laughs) That's what I expect my friends to do. So I hope you guys would too. Lesson six, listening is better than talking. Yeah, you heard me. Listening to people is better than talking and saying what's on your mind. I am the worst at this because I am a social butterfly. I love talking to everyone. I'm very energetic and I just love hearing people's stories and engaging in conversation. It really just feeds me energy. I'm very extroverted. And I have realized over this year that listening to people's stories, allowing other people to talk, and just hear them out is so much better than talking. So much better than talking about myself or, oh, I heard this, or you know what? I think you could do this. Honestly, I have learned so much from just shutting the hell up, listening to other people's stories, listening to where they come from, what their ideas are, their passions, everything they have to say. It's so much more interesting. I'm with myself every day. I don't need to talk about myself, but listening to you or someone else It's so cool. It's so cool to hear another perspective and what someone else has gone through and to be like, oh, I didn't think of that. That's something so new. Honestly, I can't stress this enough. Even to myself, I have to remind myself in mid-conversation sometimes, listen, do not talk. Listen to what they have to say. And it's true. Listening is so much better. I think our generation for sure can become better listeners instead of talking over people, not knowing how to have a conversation or communicate to others outside of a screen. I think it's so beneficial and definitely a huge lesson learned that listening is just so beneficial, especially in my industry when we have to listen to clients. If we interrupt or if we talk too much, sometimes we won't get the full story and sometimes it shuts people down. If we talk too much, then they'll be like, oh, they don't care. They don't want to listen. They're so self-absorbed. We don't want to be thought of as that. We want to be open and listening and caring. And ultimately, 
it's a huge pill for me to swallow because I have a podcast. Of course, I love to talk. But when I'm engaging in conversation and getting to know people, I've just learned it is so much better to listen. Also, I didn't really do that, but it's so much better to listen instead of talk, but also move silently. Don't tell people how successful you are. Show them. Actions speak way louder than words. And I've also come to realize that I don't need to tell people what I do, what my major is, what I'm doing in school, my accomplishments. That is just shown through hopefully my behavior, my actions, my resume. Actions speak so much louder than words. So listen, everyone. Listen to your friends. Listen to your parents, your significant other, your teachers. Stop talking. Oh, biggest pet peeve. Let me tell you what. Speaking of that, when teachers are talking in class, stop talking and stop multitasking. You are not learning because you're not listening. Again, let me say it louder for the people in back. Listen instead of talk or be distracted. Be present and listen. It is so much more important and you will learn so much more. Lesson number seven. Persistence may lead you to where you want to go, but consistency is key and it will open that door for you. But consistency is doing something over and over and over again. It's not like a one night thing. You're not an overnight success. It takes time and discipline and doing the things even when you don't want to do them. Number one thing for everyone, I'm sure everyone can agree, is probably getting to the gym, doing some type of workouts. Even if you are so in love with workouts, there are days you don't want to go. Let's be honest. There are days that we're all human. We just want to stay in bed, but getting your ass to the gym is consistency. It is the key to bring you success in how you want to achieve your goals. It's actually rooted in habits. I've already had a podcast about that, but I will say consistency has led me exactly where I'm supposed to be in life. I was consistent in school. I was consistent with jobs. I'm consistent in the gym now. All of this stuff is leading me to the person I want to become and the young professional that I am. And I can't say this enough. If anyone asks me what is the number one piece of advice you would give someone or like a young professional, I would say stay consistent. It just shows on its own that people can be successful even when you're not the most talented. Drive and consistency is the one that will lead you and people will notice that. People notice that I'm at school all the time or I'm consistently studying or I'm overreacting or being very passionate about my grades and how I do it in school. And all that is because I'm so consistent. I want the results to show. Sometimes I don't, but most of the time, like 99% of the time, consistency will get you where you need to go and open that door for you. Not only does that happen with the gym, it happens with work. It happens in relationships, whether that's friendships or your significant other, consistently, constantly engaging with them, chasing after them, pursuing them, showing them that you love them. That is consistent, consistency. And if you don't do that, it makes them question, do they still love me? Do they care? Why is our relationship dynamic changing? It is so important in all aspects of life, not only to stay persistent, but also consistent. Lesson number eight, set boundaries, not only with yourself, but with others and everyone around you. Was I bad at this? Hell yeah. Am I still bad at this? Hell yeah. 
Boundaries are so hard for me to set, especially with myself. I can set them with people pretty well. I'll just stop talking. It's kind of bad, but if I know that you're bringing me down or if I know it's a very unhealthy friendship or relationship of any kind, I will set up a wall and kind of separate myself from the situation. But setting boundaries with myself is so hard, like so hard. I tell myself, stop studying, take a break. Then like the little devil on my shoulder is like, no, 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 we got to keep studying. We have goals to meet. We need to do it. If we don't study for this hour, it'll be detrimental to our studying. Okay. Okay, Alex. Keep doing that. Keep hurting the boundaries with yourself because it will only hurt yourself more. We're learning. But this semester, actually the last two weeks of classes, going into exams, I definitely set boundaries and I have been the happiest I've been. And it's crazy. Like a 10 minute break, allowing yourself to just relax, calm down, go for a walk, recoup with yourself. Be like, okay, we went a little too hard. We're a little too emotional. We got out of control. Let's reel it back in. Those 10 minutes can change the whole day. My friends really helped, especially those who I studied with. They were like, okay, Alex, we should take a break. You should take a break. I did it every time. And I was so happy. I felt good during exams, which if anyone knows me, that normally doesn't happen. I am normally on like energy drinks, no tomorrow, minus energy drinks. Like I'm crazy during exam season. And I wasn't this time, except for my crying. We will ignore that. But setting boundaries is so important. Not only is it important, like, for yourself, but it's just important for your life. So you have a healthy and balanced lifestyle and it helps you live in tune with your desires, your needs, your feelings, being in touch with yourself, but also knowing, look, this is a boundary. I don't want to go past that. And when you set boundaries with other people, it sets up very healthy friendships and relationships, especially knowing that friends can't walk all over you. You can say no. People can expect you to stick up for yourself. When you don't have boundaries, that's when it gets really unhealthy and toxic. And I don't think a lot of people set boundaries in their relationships or friendships, but I think we should start, especially me, with myself. But I know a lot of people have a hard time setting boundaries with other people. Some of my friends have told me, I don't know how to set boundaries because I think they're going to be mad at me, or I think it's just going to ruin our friendship. I've been there. I've thought about that. But at the end of the day, they if they do have a problem with it and they are upset about it, then they aren't meant to be your friends. Real friends accept those boundaries and respect them and not only respect them, but respect you more and will probably come to you more with advice and how to go about some situations because you were smart and healthy enough to set them for yourself. And they probably want to do it with other people as well. So remember, setting boundaries with yourself and other people. It's like everyone in your life. I think it's so important. Lesson nine, vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness. Let me say that again. Vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness. I used to think vulnerability was like the worst thing on earth. Like if I showed any emotion, I would be so uncomfortable and I'd be like, just kidding. Like, totally, I'm fine. Like, it's fine. Everything's going to be okay. But I realized that vulnerability allows you to be authentic and genuine and like open to people. A lot of people think that I'm intimidating and I'm scary 
or I'm rude or mean. But heads up, like if you actually talk to me, I love talking to people and getting to know people and want to help and be there. And I didn't really understand why. So I had to do some self-reflection. And I realized that I wasn't being vulnerable. I wasn't allowing myself to be me or be that bubbly, excited person on the outside. I just look like a stone cold bitch, to be honest. I had a resting bitch face, still do, like most, most people do. But mine was like bad, like people would actually avoid talking to me or having any interaction with me. And I realized that being vulnerable is like a huge part of a human's life. Like we have to be vulnerable. That's how we connect with others. And not only is being vulnerable like soft, it's not. It's really not. It's acknowledging how you feel and it's expressing your emotions in a healthy way. And that just contributes to being resilient and having those healthy vulnerability habits. And it's crazy because I was determined to just allow myself to be me, fully loving myself. And I, no one liked that. That was okay. I'd rather be 100% me than be someone or a copy on the internet. So I realized that vulnerability is the key to have good friendships and relationships. And it takes courage. It takes bravery. Some of my friends post on Instagram all the time and I'm like, how do you do it? Like I get so nervous and self-conscious. I'm like, oh, this is cringy. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm making this video right now. I was like, oh gosh, I, I can't record myself. And it's being vulnerable. It's uncomfortable. It's how you grow. And I just commend people for doing that because it is just a whole other world I'm not used to. And I used to tell my therapist, I am not a vulnerable person. I'm not empathetic. I have no emotion. And holy shit, did that change. I have so much emotion. I love all the feelings and just showing people, look, this is who I really am. And this is what I'm going through. And that's okay. Oversharing, obviously, I don't want to do. And I think a lot of people should keep some stuff private. But being vulnerable with people really allows them to open up to you and just trust you. And I think that's just a huge part of life that I was really missing. And at the end of the day, vulnerability, once I got past that big hurdle of being uncomfortable, it allowed me to accept myself for who I am. And I think I had a really hard time just knowing who I was and accepting that this is me. I'm a little quirky. I'm a little weird. People don't like me sometimes. I'm bold. I have a lot of feelings and a lot of opinions that people might not agree with. But that's okay. That's who I am. And that's a vulnerable side of me that I'm okay with if people don't love that. But at the end of the day, I needed to love myself. And if I was vulnerable with myself and I could be vulnerable with other people, that showed that I've accepted me for who I am. And that's exactly who I want to be. But that I think was my biggest challenge. I used to build walls and I used to push people away. Or if someone was being nice to me or giving me compliments, I would get like upset and be like, please don't talk to me. You're making me uncomfortable or just deny it. Be like, no, no, no way. Thank you. But no, like everyone does. Compliments make us uncomfortable. But I have learned that without those compliments, I wouldn't be where I am today. I probably still wouldn't have the podcast. I probably wouldn't still be helping people because I, I would just think, oh, this is a waste of time. It's not making a difference, but it is. And me being vulnerable, showing you guys a different side of me than people see at school or in the workplace, I take advantage of that. And I'm just so thankful that I got good feedback and people love that. 
So I'm going to keep doing it. But vulnerability has been a huge, huge lesson learned. I'm going to keep working at it. Maybe we'll get a little more spicy or sad. Not sad. I don't like those. But like happy, energetic, like seeing good moments of my life and just being vulnerable. I'm excited to share that side. On to lesson 10. Lesson 10. It does not matter how hard you work or how talented you are. It's actually about when you get knocked down and how you respond and get back up. The power of resilience. So I say that it doesn't matter how hard you worked or how talented you are, but when you get knocked down, it's about how you get back up. Think about it. Let's say you're boxing, right? You could be so talented with footwork, with different punches. You could be working your ass off in the gym and be like, no one's going to beat me, but you get pounded. You get your ass knocked on the ground. And people aren't going to remember, oh, she was so talented. Oh, she worked so hard. They're going to remember how you got up off the floor, picked yourself up, and continued to work. I think that's the most important part. I've learned that, yeah, I work my ass off. But what happens when life throws me a curveball and I don't know how to handle it? People are going to remember you for how resilient you are and how you didn't let things stop you or get in the way. So I want to say that's like the power of resilience. But this is everyone's secret companion. Everyone has resilience. And I think that's so cool that all of us can somewhat share that. Although we have different challenges and we respond to things differently, we have all gone through some sort of adversity, some sort of obstacle or challenge in our life, and we were able to push through. That's resilience. That is us getting up and saying, no, you aren't going to defeat me or no, I'm going to get through this. And everyone is secretly using that as their companion to just get up and try again and prove everyone wrong. And I think that's so cool that all of us have at least one similar superpower and it is the power of resilience to get up and continue to work and continue to grind and keep proving people wrong. And it's really about not avoiding your challenges, but taking them head on and learning from them and then emerging even stronger. And I can say that about every single one of my friends, all of them have been through some sort of challenge and we've talked about it and we've come up with a game plan and they have become so much stronger through whatever they're going through. I could give a shout out to every single one of my friends, what they've gone through, what they've been challenged with or faced with, and they have come through brighter and stronger and so much happier. But yeah, life has knocked them down. But they said, oh, hell no. We might stay down for a little bit, but we're going to come up, throw in a good fight, and we're going to win. And all my friends have. I have to say that. Like, my friends inspire me all the time. When I talk to my great friends, we throw out business ideas together. We talk about the future and all these things we're going to do. And then we talk about what we've been through and how far we've come. And it's just so cool to see that no matter how talented or how some how hard someone has worked, when they get knocked down, they are so resilient and use that to their advantage. And I could not be so proud of them. I hope you know who I'm talking about, like if you're listening to this podcast. But yeah, I'm so proud of all of you. Even people who I don't even know. I know you've been through something that's been hard and you've worked through it and you'll use your secret companion of resilience. And like that is so impressive to me. And I'm so proud of you. On to lesson 11. Lesson 11. Strength lies not just in standing alone, but in knowing when to lean on those in your corner. Now, this is important, especially one of my great friends. 
He is so independent, like so, so independent, doesn't want to lean on anyone. And I called him when I was on my way to Luke's this weekend. And I said, Hey, I'm making a podcast. You know, I want to talk about the lessons that people have learned in 2023. And I asked him, I said, what is your biggest lesson? And he was like, Alex, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I truly learned how to lean on people. And I've never done that before in my entire life. I did everything on my own. I pushed people away. I treated people like crap. And this year, I truly learned what it was like to lean on people who did not give up on me. And it was so eye-opening because I thought about it. And I'm kind of the same way. I definitely have learned to lean on people because in this life, I cannot do it alone. But there are times where I definitely push people away and I say, no, I can do it on my own, especially in school. I do not lean on people at all. I just do it all on my own. And I've realized that I can lean on people. There are people in my corner supporting me from every end of the spectrum to moral support, to physical support, to school, work, whatever area of my life, I have at least one person I can lean on. And hearing that from him, especially someone who truly did not lean on any of us at all and is finally leaning on us for just a phone call or a reminder that homework is due or just encouraging him to take you know, the job or have an interview or push himself to reach higher goals. It's so cool to see that transformation. And I'm so glad I stuck around for that because it's so beautiful to see when people are in their shell and they don't trust anyone and then to see them just have a great group of friends that we can all call each other and he can call any one of us and we will drop anything to help him. And I just think it was just so eye-opening to hear that because one thing he did say is, look, I love that you have the podcast and I want you to share it because if someone isn't leaning on people in their corner, they really need to because this life is all about you know, connections and friendships. And that's what life is all about, having those intimate relationships that you can really call to people when you need their help or in the good times. It doesn't have to be bad, but just being able to say, you know, I have, you know, this many people in my corner and I know exactly who I can go to for any situation. I think it's really important. So if you're kind of sitting there thinking, you know, damn, I don't really have anyone in my corner. I think you should rethink. There's probably people out there that would drop anything to help you and you don't even know it. And if you just write them down and say, for example, like I could be like, Luke, I can go to him literally about anything, anything in my life. I would hope so. I'm dating him, but essentially literally everything Then I have Lauren who I can go to again about anything, but it's more about the fun. And, you know, look, I have some shit going on. I don't know what to do. Or I can go to Hannah and just be like, hey, I miss you, but also like I trust her advice with everything and I know she can give me good advice about life. Then I have Nate where if I'm down, I'm just like, yo, I need to pick me up, make me laugh. And I have Lex where I just, I just feel so good around her and I always know that we're going to have a good time and we've been through a lot together and have similar stories. So I know how she's been through some things and especially with family and like our parents, I know I can go to her. I just know I can go to a lot of people and I'm so thankful for that, that I have such a good support system and obviously my parents, but it is true. Like lean on those who are willing to be there for you because they also want you to want them. Like they want to feel like 
they that you need them in their lives and that's a good thing like it's also fulfilling you but it's also fulfilling them so it's a great thing all around but lean on those who really do care about you because one day they won't be there and sad to say but you never know when it's the last day so take advantage while they're here lesson 12. oh my gosh we're already halfway through anyway lesson 12. Sometimes the only closure you need is knowing that you deserve better. That one hit pretty deep for me, especially when I found this. And I thought of a lot of my friends. I thought about whether they didn't get a job offer that they wanted, or they had a really shitty breakup, or they didn't end up dating the person that they thought they were going to, or they didn't get the grade that they wanted, or they got rejected from something. Honestly, anything you can think of, I just want you to know that the closure is knowing that you deserve better. It's knowing that at the end of the day, that wasn't the opportunity for you. And in my head or my eyes, it's God who is saying, look, that isn't the right person for you. That isn't the right job for you. The next one is coming. The next person is coming. The next one will be better. If you don't believe in God or you don't believe in anything, just know that you knowing that you deserve better is the best closure you'll ever get. Especially like this reminds me of breakups. If you want closure, they obviously aren't going to be honest with you. Even if you ask them, why'd you break up with me? Or why'd you cheat on me? Or what wasn't going right in our relationship? Nine times out of 10, they're never going to give you the honest answer anyway. So take the closure that you deserve better and run with that because it's true. If people don't see you for the potential that you have, or they don't take advantage of how good of a person or a worker that you are, say fuck you and move on. That's how it is. Closure, knowing that you deserve the fucking best in the world is the best closure you're ever going to get. I hope that resonates with you because it resonated with me knowing that all the rejections that I have been given, the relationships that haven't worked out for me, I am so glad because I deserved so much better and I have got so much better because I let that go. And closure isn't going to give you anything but more tears. So move on and say, yeah, I do fucking deserve better and believe it because you do. Lesson 13. Choose to take challenges willingly. So when faced with no option, you'll navigate difficulties with resilience. Luke and I were talking about this one. I said, what's another lesson that you learned this year? And he said, you know, do the, the hard things voluntarily. Do them without, you know, being forced to do them. Because when things do get hard and you do have to do them, it's going to be a hard adjustment. So we talked about having the discipline to keep going. Start. Let's say going to the gym, right? Let's, let's use an example. Say you don't want to go to the gym. So do it willingly. Just be like, you know what? I want to be a healthier person. I want to, I guess for some people, have a better looking body. Whatever whatever it is for you, do it willingly. So when life does get hard and you might not have time, you can still do it. Make time for it. Prioritize it. Or, for example, school. Oh, God. Studying early. I study very early in the semester. But for me, it was willingly studying early. So when it did get hard, I had the resilience to keep going and it didn't seem as bad as it actually was. But long story short, this just takes habit and discipline. 
over and over, repeated actions, doing it when you don't want to, doing it when it's hard, just doing it. So when life does get hard, you already have those implemented into your life and they don't seem as challenging than having to actually start them. I just thought that really resonated with me because him and I have had a very hard year, more so busy, not like our relationship, but our separate lives where I've been in school, then I had a job, then I had school and a job, and then he's been in clinical rotations every three weeks, and now he's studying for the NAVLE, which he's taking Saturday. He's going to do so well. But all about doing the things that are hard willingly instead of being forced to do them. So when life does get hard and kind of hits you in the face, you're already doing them and it doesn't seem so hard. But I thought that was a really good one and I wanted to share. Lesson 14. If there's no change, there's no transformation. Or in other words, if nothing changes, then nothing changes. So one of my listeners put that in and I said, that's great. 100% true. Spitting facts. If nothing changes, (laughs) then nothing fucking changes. If you expect something to change and you're doing the same thing over and over again, that is literally the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Let's not do that, okay? If you want to change something in your life or change yourself, you got to do something different. Like, We can't go into 2024 doing the same shit that we did in 2023 and expecting 2024 to be better. That makes no sense. We have to take steps to actually make a change, make a difference, to have a transformation at the end. I just thought that was really funny when I read that. I was like, that is like the most simple thing to say and it speaks volume on its own. And me thinking in my head, well, duh, obviously, but like... If you say it out loud, am I doing anything different? Am I changing anything? If, it, if the answer is no, then your life is not going to look any different and you're not going to be like that better person that you're becoming because you're not changing anything in your life. To be a better person, you need reflection and change. To be a better athlete, you need to re- reflect on how you need to be a better athlete and then change, whether that's your workouts, your eating habits, your sleep habits, whatever that is. Something needs to change to have a different result. And there's really nothing, there's no easier way to put it than that. You need to do something different to make things change. Lesson 15. I got this from so many people, okay? Like more than one person. And I'm so happy because for some reason I didn't really know this was like a like a quote, but This is also very simple and very self-explanatory, but I loved this and then what one of my listeners had to say about it. So lesson 15, let them. Fucking let them. What my listener said was, you are not responsible for everyone around you. And once you let go of the worry and anxiety about others and things that you cannot control, you can really start to appreciate your life and you can live your life the way you want. I think that is just so empowering. You know what? You let them do what they want to do. You let them prey on your downfall. You let them talk bad about you. You let them do whatever they want, live miserably. But at the end of the day, if you let all of that go, if you let the anxiety and the worry and control go of what other people are thinking and are doing and saying about you, your life is going to transform into this beautiful, worthwhile life that you can just enjoy and just not give a fuck about what people say. And 
I used to be that person. I used to be so like overwhelmed and, and essentially I just was so worried about what people were saying and it would keep me up at night. I'd be like, what are people thinking about me? Are they saying bad things about me? Do people really like me? And eventually I had to get over that. I was like, you know what? Let them do them and I'll do me and that's okay. But it takes a lot. It takes a lot of time and self-reflection and self-respect and self-love. And ultimately, I'm so happy that I could care less what people think anymore. This podcast even, it took me a long time to just realize like, it's okay if people don't like you. And I love myself. So at the end of the day, just let them do whatever they want. And that's what's most important. But lesson 16, always show up for yourself. I got this from one of my best friends and it meant a lot coming from her because I know that it's so hard to show up for yourself. Even though you have so many people in your corner, you're your biggest competitor, but also your biggest supporter at times. And showing up for yourself just gives you more confidence and just more self-love. And I think it's so important, especially coming from her, how cool it is to just show up for yourself every day at the gym, at school, at work, self-care, whatever that looks like, just showing up for yourself and knowing that you're enough and you're so capable. I think that's just empowering in itself. I mean, show up for yourself. I mean, that's a good lesson. I don't think a lot of people nowadays even show up for themselves at all. And it's quite sad. Very sad, actually. Lesson 17. You're so much more capable than you think. Starting is the hardest part. I promise. Starting something is the hardest part. And once you start it, you're like, fuck, let's keep going. Let's fucking go. Like, I know me starting at the gym, back at the gym, I'm like, we're back, baby. Hell fucking yeah. Let's keep going. Or at school, when I'm like losing motivation, I'll talk to myself and be like, let's do this. You can do this. You're a stud. Let's go. Keep it up. But it's, I'm serious. Like, you are so much more capable. Your brain is so much more capable than you think. It remembers so much. You are so smart. You're so capable. You're so strong and disciplined. It's crazy. Like, you yourself are, there's so much more you can do than you actually know. And it's crazy to surprise yourself how much muscle memory you have, how much you remember for an exam how much you remember just by doing repetition after repetition, how good you get your job. It's amazing. Like our bodies and our brains are crazy talented and so, so unique. Like that itself is something you should take advantage of and just learn throughout this year and going into the next year. Do not doubt yourself because you are so capable and just start, start it. This means a lot because it came from one of my best friends who is starting her own type of business and really leaning into her passions and what she loves to do. And it's so fucking cool because she started and I started something that I'm so passionate about and she's so right. Like I doubted myself for so long and then I finally started and I am in love with podcasting and I think it's so fun and 
yes, it might might be like everyone does podcasting, but this is something that brings me joy and it has helped some people and that's all I could ask for. Lesson 18. Instead of making New Year's resolutions, let's make long-lasting habits. Okay, I've had a podcast about this before. Habits are how you reach your goals. Like, everyone who does New Year's resolutions, let's be real. No one continues. No one finishes them. No one follows through. Within a month, you're like, yeah, screw that. That's not worth it. I'm not happy. New Year's resolutions always fail, so let's build long-lasting habits. I mean, seriously, think about how many times you start a New Year's resolution and then two weeks in, you're like, yeah, fuck that. Not for me. No, thank you. Yeah, that was me. So now I'm reading Atomic Habits. It's all about building these long-lasting habits, you know, having a cue, changing your system, and then rewarding yourself. I think that is like the key to success, having strong habits to build upon and habit stack. That way you just do them like non-consciously, subconsciously. You're just like, all right, I can do this. Or you don't even really have to think about it. It's like brushing your teeth. You just do it in the morning and at night. So I for sure think that everyone should read Atomic Habits, especially as a young professional. I think it is an inspiring book. It breaks it down so simple, easy steps honestly, subconscious steps that we already do for habits, but how to implement good ones and follow through with them. So forget the New Year's resolutions, pick up Atomic Habits, read that, and then build long-lasting habits. Lesson 19. Nobody cares. Work harder. Let me say that again. Nobody cares. Work harder. Nobody cares about your excuses. Nobody cares about what you're going through. Nobody cares about the sob story that you have. Nobody cares if you are working harder than me. No, work harder. Work your ass off. If anything I've learned is hard work, grit, and discipline gets you to where you want to be. That leads you to success. And this world and nobody owes you anything. We have this huge issue in this generation is entitlement. And we think that people owe us everything and that we should be at the top of the class, or we should be the boss at our jobs. You know, think of everything, anything and everything that like we think we should have. That's what this generation is. We think we should have this, or we think you owe me this. No, honey, that's not how it works. No one and nobody and nothing in this world owes you anything. So I think that's going to be a hot topic, but it's true. And if you want to get somewhere, work for it, work your ass off for it, put the work in and you'll get there. It might just take a little longer than your entitlement is thinking. Sorry (laughs) to burst your bubble, but I think it's important and I think it needs to be said more often. People are being rude and they think they're entitled to everything and that's just not how life is. And it shouldn't be because work hard and discipline and grit gives you a lot of life skills that you need. And I I just think it's so important. I don't think we should be handed everything in life because then we have nothing to work towards. Lesson 20. This came from one of my listeners. And I'm sure everyone can guess who this came from. But lesson 20. Don't get a male goat. In quotes. They have penis issues. End quote. I'm going to let you guys... 
think of who that is and you can let me know or DM me or something. But um, yeah, life lesson, don't get male goats. You'll spend lots of money in vet bills and just issues and they might scream. But yeah, they have issues. So lesson 20, big one of the year. Anything that you could take away from this podcast, never get a male goat. Who would have thought? On the Loon Society for Young Professionals. We're talking about male goats. Lesson 21. Experiences are much more fulfilling than material things on this earth. Oh, I love that because I used to be a material person. I used to love shoes, still do have a weird obsession. Love shoes, loved clothes, loved things because I grew up kind of in a poor household and I thought things are what would make you happy. And as of like the last like two or three years, ever getting ever since getting sick and going through all my treatments, like experiences with people and who you love and yourself are like the most important things in life. Those are the things that are truly going to make you happy. Those are the things that you're going to look back on. No one sits in their bed at night and is like, oh, I remember when I got those shoes, you know, two years ago. That was so fun. No, you look through old videos being at a concert or being with your friends or eating pizza super late at night. Those are the memories that you're going to cherish forever. And those are so much more important than the things you buy. Lesson 22. It's better to be consistently good than occasionally great. Let me say that again. I think this is so good. This is such a good lesson. It's better to be consistently good than occasionally great. I don't know if we like forget that we don't need to be perfect or that if we're super good or super great every once in a while that that's what people are going to remember. But people are going to remember how good you are consistently. And as I've said before, even in these lessons, consistency is key to everything. And I think that's an overarching kind of lesson all year is consistency is what works. It's what's the best. And again, here it is from one of our listeners. It's better to be consistently good than occasionally great. Lesson 23, last lesson of 2023. This one is very close to my heart. It's just, we, we, I've heard this from famous people, but it's awesome that one of my listeners also said this. Lesson 23, life secret is having something exciting to look forward to. I lived and breathed by this all year long. I scheduled fun things. I made plans with my friends. Something to look forward to every week or at least every month when I was just in the trenches working my ass off every day. And this semester, I was able to spend time with my friends, see my family a lot, see Luke a lot. We also scheduled a concert and a musical And I was really able to just go out and do the fun things with my family and friends, which I never, ever did. I never prioritized that stuff. And as I've learned that experiences are way more valuable than material things and having something to look forward to, whether it's after an exam, after a hard work week, after a long week, or just something to look forward to. You don't have to like reward yourself every time, but just having something to always be like, oh, I can't wait to do that this weekend or countdown till my next vacation, 
having those things just makes life so much more enjoyable. And especially through those hard times, because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and be like, oh, this many days until I get to just let loose and have fun. I just think it's so important because I was so bad at that. But now I've been prioritizing it more and reaching out to friends more intentionally and just being like, hey, let's put something on the calendar. I want to look forward to something and I really want to see you. I miss you. So I've been much more intentional with that. And I just think that's a great lesson to kind of end on because we're going into a new year and we should start building those habits, have consistency and plan stuff throughout 24, 2024 to look forward to. But because this is a fun podcast, I have a bonus lesson for you and I hope it's a fun one. But let's guess, what is my bonus lesson? This is something that I just, I love. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Bonus lesson. Fuck it. Do what makes you happy. Oh, I love that one just because, I mean, I love swearing, but it's okay. Fuck it and do what makes you happy. I mean, that's like all I have to, that's all I have to say, honestly, is who cares? Who cares if people don't like it? Who cares if people don't agree with you? If it makes you happy, do it. And yeah, those are my 23 lessons of 2023. I am just so grateful and so thank you for all my listeners who joined in this season, gave me all the good feedback, encouraged me to do another season, and just reminded me that they looked forward to an episode every single Friday. And when I didn't post one because of my exams, they were like, where is it? I want another episode. Like, when is it coming out? So coming up tomorrow, Friday at 5 a.m. Please tune in. I guess when you're listening to this, it will already be out. But I just reflecting on this year, I'm just so thankful for all the opportunities that I've been given and a platform to create this content and share with everyone and just have feedback, whether it's online or in person. It's so heartfelt. So if you have anything to say about the podcast or to make it better or any topics that you'd like to listen to. I'd love to hear them. I'm always open to feedback. That's like something I cherish is just having continuous feedback. And I just want to know how I can always be better. So I really do cherish that. But yeah, I hope that you have happy holidays and blessings all over you and your family coming into the new year and into all the holidays. And I just hope you stay tuned for next season. Season two will be out in the middle of January. I'm going to take a month and record and create content and just have fun with it. And I'll be doing the same thing. I will have solo podcasts and guests on the podcast, new guests, of course, and maybe some return guests. I know some of them were big hits and I've had a request to have them back on the podcast. So I hope there's lots to look forward to. I'll continue to engage on all platforms, but I am just so, so thankful and I cannot wait to see what 2024 brings. And yeah, I just am so happy to be doing this podcast. Let's see, something loony. Let's end the podcast with something loony. I would say the story that I told at the beginning of the podcast was very funny, but something loony that has happened lately is my dog is a corgi and we have very old fashioned, big two paint, 
two pane windows, two glass pane windows in my living room at home. And my dog is very nice, super nice, but loves playing with the cats outside. And one day we are watching TV and this is not too long ago. And she gets super excited. So we don't put anything in front of the window except for like an ottoman because she likes to sit on the ottoman and look outside. And all of a sudden she gets very worked up, starts barking and is trying to tell us like, look, there's cats outside. I want to go play with the cats. We keep telling her no, she needs to stay inside. So she got so like excited that she decided to jump on the window. And instead of just her little paws scratching at it, she fully jumped through the window, fully broke the glass window. And it's like a window from the ceiling to the floor of our living room. And then lo and behold, two weeks later, she breaks the second window in our living room. And my grandpa was so furious. I've never heard him say that many swear words to a dog before. But needless to say, she is okay. And we have new windows. But watch it, everyone. Don't let your dogs jump through windows because of the cats outside. So that's the end of our podcast. Please tune in in January and re-listen to any of your favorite episodes. And I will always be here if you ever want to talk or tell me how to make the podcast better. Other than that, I will see you and talk to you all next season. Thank you for joining me on this journey through the good, the bad, and the loony in the aspects of a life of a young professional. Your support means the world to me, and I appreciate every moment you've spent listening. If you found value or entertainment in today's episode, I'd be honored if you could share it with your friends and family. By doing so, this helps spread the word and build a community of like-minded individuals who are curious, compassionate, and willing to explore life's many facets together. Stay tuned for more meaningful conversations and memorable moments in the episodes ahead. Your participation makes it all the more special. Thanks for being part of the Loon Society.